0: Welcome to the Life House Church Beloved Podcast. My name is Lena Hobson, and I'm here with Carolyn Thomas and Debbie Singh. How are you, ladies? Hello. Good. <laughs> We're continuing on tonight with our podcast series on Colossians chapter three. And last last podcast we, um, which was a few weeks ago now, but um, our last podcast. We, we closed off by talking about patience and we talked about how we are to bear our troubles with patience, you know, not having that bad attitude, but, um, but choosing to be thankful in every situation, thanking God for them, you know, instead of complaining about our circumstances and thinking negatively about them, um, we choose to be thankful and, you know, being patient isn't really standing at the traffic lights and being patient for those 30 seconds while you wait, but it can be you know, months or years of um, just being patient in a situation. So we're going to keep on going from... We're going to be overlooking sort of verses 12 to 17 of Colossians 3. So I'll just read that whole chunk before we drill down into singular verses. All right. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved... Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Um, So let's just go back over verses 13 and 14 and we'll just start going through this section from there. So, verses 13 and 14. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Alright, so what does it mean to bear with each other? Debbie, what's he? Mm, Well, I
1: used to just think that it meant just gritting your teeth and... (laughs) <laughs> Grin and bear it. I Grin think. and bear it. yeah. And that's and just putting up with somebody, and which that is what bearing with somebody does mean. But I also think it's got a lot to do with our attitude mm. and how we um, see people. And we're not always going to click with everybody. But you know, I think you know we, we don't know we don't always get aren't always going to get along with somebody. But we still need to love them and see them how God made them anyway. And I think, um, you know, that bear, like you say, I mean, often it is like that with some people you would be <laughs> grinning your teeth and bearing, but, you know, it also talks about endurance as well, so mm-hmm. enduring with them. And and I like what you said, it is all down to attitude. And the Greek word that um, Paul used here for this bear is echo and it means forbearing or to hold. And forbearance is patience and self-control, restraint and tolerance and leniency. So as you say, that is you know, putting up with stuff but it's also with compassion and having the right attitude and you know, I was just thinking about this and thinking that, um, you know, we have to be able to do this as Christians and and especially, you know, if you in well, in ministry everybody should be in ministry, but you know, leadership and stuff, because people are going to be at different stages of maturity. Mm -hmm. And so if we are going to be allowing the Holy Spirit to do his work in them, which he will do, you know, according to the person and how he works with different people, then we've got to bear with them because we've got to remember that in the process of maturing. I think it becomes different where maybe someone is refusing to grow or refusing to allow the Holy Spirit to work. But I think we, you know, if we're going to allow him to work, and we've got to recognize that people are going to be at different stages. And so what we might have to put up or bear with in one person would be maybe different to somebody who's more mature. Um, so I think that's really important as well, yes, so to bear with them. I mean, it would be a lot harder when, if you see that they really just don't want to change, but, you know, that would be another ball game where you would eventually then cut off, but, but definitely just while they're maturing, and if there is that willingness to grow, then we do have to bear with them at different stages.
0: Mm, yeah, I like what you're saying. Right. see that as something, yeah, quite similar to what you said, Carolyn, and being patient with people as they grow and mature, and not being critical, you know, short with their faults and flaws, but allowing that time to grow. And, you know, I was just thinking, like, can you imagine if God didn't bear with us? Like, I guess, this, yeah. you know, first day we're saving, that, like, all right, let's sit down. Here are all the things that you're really terrible at. Yeah. Um, all your faults, your flaws, all your sin issues, your strongholds here and just, like, you know, it would just be a complete mess and we wouldn't be able to handle that. Um, you know, God doesn't just unload on us. Um... You know, he doesn't point out every flaw and weakness. He sort of allows us that time to grow and grow and mature, um, and deal with that sin and those weak weak areas. You know, so we have to have that same patience mm. with one another, and not that tolerating sin, but but just allowing people that time to grow and mature. Mm. Hmm. Um, and Paul follows that up with, he says, "To forgive as the Lord forgave you."
1: Yeah, I think, you know, we know that we've been forgiven and so we need to forgive others. And, you know, that um, in Matthew 6 verses 14 and 15, it says, But if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. And then it goes on to say this, and this is a warning. So the scripture comes with this warning. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we know that scripture, but I just think sometimes we don't take that seriously enough. And really think that God means it, because um, you know what? It, what is it actually saying? It's not joking. It's saying if you're holding on to unforgiveness, it's very, very serious. It's going to be life and death for you, because it says if you don't forgive, your father will not forgive you. And what is the consequence of being unforgiven and dying in that state? You're going to go to hell. Mm. So you know, I just think as Christians, we um need to take that very seriously and I mean there's a lot of um people that that hold on to unforgiveness and a lot of people have got a lot of issues in their life a lot of bondages a lot of illnesses and things and it's and often it's because of this unforgiveness I'm I'm not in any way saying that every illness is because you are holding on to unforgiveness but there certainly is a place where that happens and um, so we've got to really be careful with that it's it's very serious and um, you know you've got to forgive even if the person doesn't ask you to forgive them and even harder if they don't even acknowledge their sin or their wrongdoing against you you still have to forgive them it's a command it's not an option and you know God says that for our sake as well you know it's primarily for our sake and um There was somebody once um, at one of the churches that we were at, and David had been preaching on forgiveness or, you know, something to do with it. She came up after the servant and said, well, we don't have to forgive if they don't ask us. We're like, "Uh -uh uh-uh-uh. It doesn't say that. It it doesn't say that. Exactly. So, you know, we cannot get away from it thinking, oh, well, they haven't admitted they're wrong. Or if they ask me, then I'll forgive them and say, you know, if they say sorry, it doesn't say that at all. And you know that is it. You know it's probably easier, obviously, to forgive someone if they come and they really say, "Look, I did wrong by you, and I'm really sorry." It's much harder to forgive if they're not even acknowledging it. But then that's you know fruit development for us as well, and we have to forgive. It's very serious. That hmm. I I was thinking the same thing that people who don't forgive often become bitter while yes. they're waiting for the other person to suffer. And. Um, and, but it, when we do forgive, it does. It just releases us from what's been done to us, and we, mm. it releases us to mm. be able to move forward, and it's a healing for, it's such a healing for us, um, even more so than the other person, and you know, I know lots of situations that people have been in that, and even myself, you know, where it's been, it has been difficult to forgive what injustice has been done to me, or to That I've seen in other people's lives, you know, and you think, well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how big the injustice or whatever has been done to you. That is a command. Like that is what God has said. That is what we have to do. No ifs ands or buts. Mm. I love the Australian accent. (laughs) (laughs) Command. Command. But um, you know, and Debbie, what you said there—it's so true. That that, like no matter what's been done and I think as well a hard thing as well is um, you might have someone perpetuating the same thing over and over and then you've got to walk in that constant forgiveness as well and that's um, Mm. you know quite hard and you know i would read something or heard something once and I've probably got it slightly long but really holding on to unforgiveness you mentioned bitterness. And that's exactly what it does. It allows a real bitterness to grow. And that contaminates, as you said, it's you, your life and your relationships. And, you know, it's like drinking poison and then waiting for the other person to die. It's going to actually affect you, not them. Yeah. And there can be people who, you know, you are holding... Stuff against and you in unforgiveness and they carry on with their life and <laughs> they don't a care, care exactly <laughs> yeah. and it's consuming you and you know and that's why God as well tells us to do it I think largely for ourselves as it, well because we'll be sitting going it. over it and stewing over it and the person's mm. totally oblivious so it just it puts you in bondage because that's all you're thinking about and it's maybe making you sick and all sorts of things so the
0: whole concept's ridiculous isn't it like. We've done absolutely nothing to deserve God's favour. Yeah. It's a complete free gift. But then we turn around and just won't forgive. Yeah, people who
1: done something against it's us. Them. It's like the story yeah. of the you know the servant who yeah who the master yeah. was like you have to pay me back. And then he goes off and he's like like the the master says okay that's all right I'll part it, you know I'll let you go and and a huge turns, amount yeah amount and he here. turns around and says to someone who owes him just a little bit like and, you know... He puts puts him in jail. He puts him in jail, that's right. And then, yeah. I mean, it is ridiculous, hey? Because if we were not forgiven, we would be going to spend eternity in hell. Mm. Yeah. And like you say, and so we won't forgive someone. Like, who are we? How arrogant is that? Who are we to ever Mm. withhold forgiveness? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. When you put it like that, it's pretty
0: Yeah. Um, I think because... A lot of people just have unforgiveness in their life, and I've been guilty of this. You know, um, a good way to, if you're not sure whether or not you have unforgiveness in your life, is to think back. I think on hurtful situations, um, or you know, something hurtful that someone said to you. And often, if you have that, like, like real resentment, um, that feeling of resentment, often to me indicates that I haven't actually forgiven that person. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, there's always a lot of emotion that you still can deal with later on, but. I find if there's that real, like yeah, that resentment, a bit of that bitterness there. Okay, well, I haven't forgiven that person, and I need to need to forgive
1: them. I'm glad what you mentioned there. I agree with you that, but I'm glad you mentioned emotion because, you know, you might find that you'll never get rid of the emotion. I mean, the emotion will get triggered with thinking about them, so that yeah. doesn't necessarily mean you haven't. But yes, definitely, if there's that bitterness the and resentment and. Still wanting to bash their head in, basically.
0: Yeah. And like you said, sometimes you have to forgive a person many times through a situation.
1: And Um, and don't let the enemy, because the enemy will also try and bring condemnation on you and tell you you haven't forgiven, just because you've got that emotional, you know, it triggers emotions and you might get certain feelings and stuff. And I find that the best thing as well is... um, you know, I've got someone that I have to forgive often, you know, and every time I think about them at the moment, I'm in the stage, right Lord I choose to forgive, you know, and I find, I actually start praying for God to bless them um, because I'm getting to the stage sometimes where I'm like okay God, you said in your word that you're going to cast them on a bit of suffering or you're going to do this all that, like I oh, would like to see a little bit of that. Yeah. for that poison yeah. to tell. And then I was praying the other day and saying like, Lord, you know, when and, and it's just more for my personal vindication, isn't it, that I just want people to see I've been right or whatever and it's like, okay, no, because then if I'm asking you to bring those scriptures into play, when are you going to do it? Your word says it, then I'm actually asking you to publicly expose them or whatever so that I can be Vindicated, mm-hmm. and so I understand that it's not for me to ask for that now. Yeah. or be in your time, and instead, I'm going to just pray blessing mm-hmm. on them. And mm-hmm. um, so that's what I do. You know, I've just been talking through that similar sort of mm-hmm. situation with somebody who has been hurt, and and I've said to them, you know, it, you might not see God's, you know, wrath on them until you might never see it because yeah. you might not see that they. End up getting the wrap at the end of their life, yeah, yeah. all you've got to focus on is you and your relationship yeah, with God, and not, exactly right, yeah. not what something's been done to you. And you've got to not listen to those words that still get spoken to you. Yeah. You still need to focus on God, and you know, hear His words for you. Yeah, so, yeah. and that's—I mean—I know that there's, like you said, Debbie, a lot of it we're not going to see this side of eternity at all. Mm. And I know when I'll get to the other side, I'm going to feel such compassion for them. I won't want want it. Yeah. But I mean, that's out of my hands. But I just have to make sure now that I'm not, like, you know, getting... Uh, and I think, you know, not excusing it, saying, oh, we're just human. But sometimes that does build up a bit. You want to see a little bit of vengeance. And it's so I've got to hand that over straight away. Because mm. God says vengeance is His. And, mm. um, you know, just let that go. That's and just and, and, and it helps me to pray him to bless them just because then it takes my mind off that and you know. mm. Mm. and I think as well where it's a situation in particular that's maybe distressing you and messing with your head and stuff and you know the enemy would like to keep bringing that up into your head so you can start entertaining those thoughts and mulling over them and whatever and so I sort of think well if I, if I'm thinking about them too much and then I start getting angry because I'm thinking of all the things if I start praying for them to get blessed then For those times where, is the enemy trying to just bring it into my mind, he's going to stop as well because he doesn't want me to put blessing over Mm. them. So, killing two birds with one stone. That's that's true. (laughs)
0: Um, I also thought it was important just to say that, you know, forgiveness doesn't necessarily mean that there's no consequences for sin. Um, And you may forgive a person for sinning against you, but there may be actually a period of time where, um, you know, you would watch for the fruit of repentance in their life that they're actually coming good. Um, before you would trust them in the same way, um, you know, with responsibilities or just, you know, being vulnerable and sharing with them, um, depending on what it was. And that's not unforgiveness, that's actually just wisdom. Yes, yeah, that's, that's very really important. Really good. And you yeah. may never trust them again. Yeah, some people. And you so may never serious. put them in a
1: position again. Mm. And like you say, it's wisdom, it's not all, because now I'm holding a that grudge. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, really, really important. important. Yeah. yeah, just think about like with your children, if someone looked after them and had proven to be incapable of doing that, you wouldn't trust them looking after your children again. So it's the same yeah, thing with yeah. anything else. You wouldn't trust them to look after that again. So.
1: And I mean, we've talked about that just as a church before, um, you know, say pedophilia or whatever, how would you handle someone like that? You know, you have to forgive or whatever. And if they repented coming into a church, would we let them go and run the children's ministry or be part? No, of course you wouldn't. That's just sheer That's stupidity. Right. Yeah but it doesn't mean you are um, holding on to unforgiveness, you know. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, often the definition could be, or some people say unforgiveness means, well, you treat them as if nothing has ever happened. Yes, you can to a certain extent, but something like that, as you say, you've got to employ wisdom in what you would be doing.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And not taking condemnation that it's unforgiveness because you're not letting them do that because it's not.
0: Yeah. Good. Right, let's move on to verse 14. And then Paul writes, And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Alright, so it's only through God's love that we're actually able to bear with one another and forgive one another. So let's just discuss that. <laughs> I've <I'm all laughs>
1: often, you know, often talked like this, and it shocks people you know, if you say it, but... You know, there's certain, the church throws together certain, you know, everybody. And David and I have often talked about how there's certain people that just who they are, how they behave, whatever, in our normal life, they're not people that we'd normally even associate with. But in a church, and especially where you, you know, leading the church, you will get people in your life that you would not normally, even if it's by choice, associate with. And so it is really through the love of God that you can do that, because if it was just left up to you, I know these people, I would say, like, I would not ever have someone like you in my life, and I'm only putting up with you because of the church, because you're in the church, and I am I wouldn't say it to them, but you can only do that then because of the love of Christ. Um, and, you know, it's again down to, you know, because we love Him, we love others. And that's really, we can't love in the natural in the natural, you're not going to love people who are hurting you or being difficult. And it's only God's love that actually helps you to do that. And, you know, you look at when Peter denied Jesus three times. And when, um, you know, when Jesus rose again came and came back to him, what did he say to Peter those three times? He said, do you love me?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it was, feed my sheep. Do you love me? Feed my sheep. Do you love me? Feed my sheep. And that's what we always have to um, work on in, in ministry. You know, like feed my sheep. Is that Okay. That sheep has just nipped me and bitten me and it's wandered off and it's been stubborn and it's not listening and coming but because I love you this is why I'm able to keep doing it again and again even though I'm getting this person you know insulting or acting like that you know whenever we deal with um, situations and people you know when the end comes it often seems really sudden but there's been ten, five, six years leading up to that point where it's just that finishship sheep, love, trying to take them as far as you can go. It's never just a sudden thing, you know, and only because of the love of Christ that you can actually do that and keep going back again and again and again. Okay. I like
0: it. Very nice, Carolyn. <laughs> it's just experience of watched <laughs> lots of um, but. <laughs> um, Yeah, I like what you're saying because it's like that deliberate choice. It's our will. Um, Cause you know, it's not like a merit-based system. It's a choice of of will to um to do the best by a person over and over again, regardless of their actions towards us.
1: Mm. You know, I had um, the Lord showed me once. He gave me this vision. Um, because you know we talked about oh you know in ministry often you know and 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 it's all the jokes and it's not actually a joke sadly it comes from you know people's experience that that you know we say the church is the only army in the world that your you own know, people stab you in the back and all that kind of stuff and sadly that's you know what happens. Start dealing with people in strongholds and they don't Remember like that, it. That oh, haven't you? I can't all <laughs> haven't Yeah, I've been new. saying it for years. <laughs> You're welcome. You're going to experience that. But um, you know, the Lord just showed me one day because I would often like want to, I'd want to, I wouldn't, but you'd want to sometimes shut off emotionally and totally cut off from people when you, they've done you a really, a really lot of harm. And you know, Paul writes often as well about this one did me a great deal of harm and whatever and that. So sometimes you want to cut off and you can't. You've got to just keep, like we said, going back again and again and trying to help them because that's the nature of Christianity to try and help them to grow and bring them out of it. But he showed me a picture one day of um, getting me getting, you know, someone coming at me from behind, you know, to stab or whatever and me running and Jesus just standing there with his arms open, me running into his arms with this, you know, what's happening behind me. And then when I get into his arms, he actually like covers me, covers my back. But then, doesn't keep me there, took me and turned me back around to face the person. And it was like, right, you've still got to deal with them. You've still got to try again. And, you know, so even that you want to just run in heart and say, right, I'm not having anything to do. And he just turned me back around and it's like, right. But he's got my back and it's because of his love that I can still keep engaging with that person and, you know, trying again and again until it's finished one way or the other. Mm. I think we're getting over ourselves. <laughs> you know, like we often get so caught up in our own hurts and our own feelings that, you know, it's so easy to go, oh, you know, I can't do this, oh, I can't. Oh, and we yeah, can't we definitely can't. On our own. We can't yeah. Like, you know, he wasn't in that vision that you were just saying about, yeah. you know, he... He doesn't just turn us around and go push us out back yeah, into the situation. No. He's right behind yeah. us, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I just think, you know, without without him, you know, to show us the love that he had for us, if we yeah. if we lose sight of the love that he had for us, he he sent his son to die for us yeah. like that. You know, if we lose sight of that, then we're not going to be able to love how be yeah, loved. Yeah. Because whenever you... I find, for me, you know, when I, when I come across somebody who I don't get along with, or who, especially when they're a brother and sister in Christ, you know, if somebody you don't get along with, or somebody who has hurt you, or has done the wrong thing by you, I still have to remember that, hang on a second, God still loves that person. You know, he still cares about what happens to that person and so you know practising that on a daily basis of going, Okay, well, this is how God loved. He loved in spite of himself, like didn't mm-hmm. think about himself, he loved. And so bearing with people is all about loving them with Christ's help, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. it's not about, you know, we can't we can't do that without his help, we can't, you know, forgive without his help. Yeah. And yeah, so. And it's the classic case of, um, like you would do with your child, well, I don't care what everyone else is doing, it doesn't matter what they've <laughs> done to you, your attitude. Um, but yeah, don't it's... mistake what we're saying here. We're not saying people down and out sin and all of that kind of stuff and all that false love where we just gloss over what people are doing. We're talking about, you know, bringing love and it may be correction and stuff, yeah. and people may leave and walk away from you and. You know Jesus had that as well, and yeah, he didn't run after people. Yeah, loving loving someone isn't like, hey man, let's just yeah, love everybody, we just forget everything you've done, and we just forget. It's, yeah, it's yeah. calling them out. Like yeah. I love my children, but if they do the wrong thing, I will call them out on it. You yeah. know, I will discipline them so that they know not to do that again. Yeah, and whilst it's not, we're not judging somebody by telling them that they're doing the wrong thing. Yeah, we're bringing it. You know, because people will often do things and you know, they don't always know that it's the wrong thing, yeah. you know, and so in, out of love we still need mm-hmm. to, to bring correction. Yeah. And we've talked, it, certainly, I'm sure we've mentioned on podcasts, but if not, we've certainly talked extensively amongst ourselves that what true love is, that it is easier to just overlook stuff, but to actually bring that correction and risk um, damaging the relationship mm-hmm. is true love. Yeah. yeah. But again, and then Paul goes on, you know, and um, he says, over all of this, put on love. And, and in Corinthians 13, 3 as well, he talks about all the gifts and heart means nothing if it's not motivated by love. Mm. And did I just steal your <laughs> 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 She's
0: giving me that look. Excellent point, Kaylin. She's giving me that, that <laughs> lovely look that she gives me. <laughs> <laughs> Jagger's.
1: <laughs> I think she's better yeah. of writing a <laughs> smaller <laughs> can't <probably>
0: talk in notes. <laughs> Yeah, that's an excellent point, Karen. (laughs) We're not motivated by love. All our good actions and use of our gifts mean nothing. That's a clanging (laughs) symbol. Yeah. All right, well, we might wrap it up there unless anyone has anything they'd like to add. No? Okay. so, just we encourage you all to get into Colossians and be reading alongside us and studying it for yourself um, because there's just the best way to get the word is getting into it yourself and start um, studying it alongside us. Um, and we encourage you to check out our podcast. We've got a great sermon series podcast, um, Spiritual Warfare, and we've got a new End Times podcast, so you can find them all on iTunes. And if you'd like to get in contact with us, you can get onto our website, www.life-house.net. And we'll see you next podcast. And yeah. just one more
1: little thing to say. Bitterness corrodes the container that it's in. So if you're keeping bitterness in you because of unforgiveness, it's only damaging your own life and your relationships. So really go before the Lord and choose to forgive and let it go. Mm. Yeah.
0: Thank you. We'll see you next time.